Hello and welcome to Story of the Book, where middle grade YA and picture book authors tell the stories of their books from beginning to end. I'm Hayley Chewins, I write books about magical girls with secrets. And I'm Lindsay Eager, I write books about growing up in this weird, wondrous world. And we're so very happy to have you here. Let's get started. Okay, Haley, I want to ask you about language. You have such, it really is like, like a second language, you with language, get what I'm saying there. Um, it's like <laughs> you use language, like a musical instrument in your books and in your writing. So I would love to hear how you approach language, how you, how you like your relationship with language in your books and specifically how you use language to build the story, um, like, uh, like how it's interwoven into story and also how you utilize language as a world building tool, which is also something I think you've talked about before. So tell me all the things about language because you're so, it's like, I often say that you're reading your books feels like I'm reading a translation from another language into English because the words that you choose are just so like, beautiful in the in this like otherworldly odd odd way Mm, mm. well thank you that's very kind of you to say um yeah it's so interesting I love talking about this I won't say that I have like a 10 point system for how to do this with language because I it's so hard to talk about some of this stuff because it's so um intuitive and it feels like a lot of times it does just come naturally that's not to say that it's not like work or I don't consider it work but there is something that kind of just happens naturally so just to give you an idea of how I work with language I often feel like I can hear it in my head and I'm just like writing it down so specifically when I was writing the Tonaway Girls I I had this like rhythm in my head and it was a rhythm that her language was like falling into or a part of And I felt like if I could hear it and just write it down. And then of course, like I revised the sentences over and over and over. But in that, even when I was writing the first draft, the the language had a lot of energy in it. It it did kind of feel like I was listening to music and writing it down. And I think a big part of that is that I am also a musical person. I have a brain for music. I have a very like sticky brain for music music. If I hear music, it sticks in my head and I'm always singing and I write music. So that's also kind of a part of it. And The Tournament Girls was also a, a, a book about music. So I think that there was a kind of like fusion with that book where like music was a big part of it. I also think like I just have a lot of, there's a lot of joy to me in playing with language and kind of taking language and like pulling it apart a little bit and then re-sticking it and just doing different things with language and so a lot of that comes from just when I'm drafting I make a lot of mistakes in the sense that I I write often I write a lot of sentences that don't make sense and that I cut out later that no one ever sees in the final book but while I'm writing there's a lot of like I like I remember writing a draft of the Turnaway Girls and one of the sentences was something like the streets were as dark as ears and I was just like I don't know what that means I'm just going to carry on that did not end up in the final book because 
I went back to it and was like, yeah, that, that still doesn't make sense to me. I'm going to cut it. Um, but I, I just do a lot of weird. I just let myself be really weird. I let myself like really play and, and not actually be, especially in a first draft or second draft to not be too, um, or to not be married at all to like the, the logical or rational meaning of things. Um, so I think that's similar in a way to how poets work. Sometimes it's just like a free association, like two images just come together in your mind and maybe it doesn't immediately make sense, but you write it down anyway. Um, I do a lot of that. And then I, I think the world building thing is also just, I love being able to say to myself, okay, I'm in a completely different world. I'm not on earth. Or if I am on earth, I'm in some undiscovered corner of earth um, that I've never been to. And that means that I can really like rewrite the script for language in that world. And I can think about like, if like how someone would express this in that context, because also language, of course, always comes out of a particular context so like for the turnaway girls I keep going back to that book because it was such a language driven book but for that book you know it's set on an island the ocean is a huge part of the the people who live there it's a huge part of their life because they live on this really isolated island no one ever leaves the island they're surrounded by ocean and so there there are these kind of touchstones that people keep coming back to they talk about the sea a lot they talk about stone a lot whereas like if they lived in a forest their language might be very different so yeah so that and that's I just a lot of the a lot of the stuff that happens with world building and language I almost feel like happens by accident and it happens when I'm in a draft and I'm writing and something just sounds right to my ear like it just sounds cool to put these two words together or it just sounds interesting for someone to say a particular phrase or to like swap um like in modern English you might say it this way and then in Blight's Indian English you'd say it a different way um and it just yeah it, it does feel like playing an instrument by ear just going like oh that's that sounds interesting, but it takes a lot of experimentation, which means it takes a lot of like, quote unquote, wrong sentences or bad sentences or sentences that don't end up in the book. Um, and yeah, it's just like a lot of joy and playing and just being interested and experimenting. Um, yeah. And oftentimes I've, I've had things, I, I often feel like my book's um, it's not like I think about the superstructure of the book, like the architecture, and then put it into sentences. It's as if the architecture of the book springs from the sentences. It comes from the sentences. So, yeah. So when I'm, so oftentimes I'm writing a sentence and something like the Turnaway Girls, I wrote this phrase, Turnaway Girl. And then I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. That sounds fascinating. I'm going to explore that. And that happens with almost every world building element of, of the world, um, something like a name will come up, like a name of a plant or a name of a place or a particular kind of magic. And I just know that it's important to the story, but I don't know how, and I don't even, sometimes I don't even know what it is yet, but I know it's important because it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And that I was going to ask you about, do you ever find that you are 
building from language up rather than the opposite, mm. which you just answered that, that mm -hmm. you'll come up with a word and then be like, what even is that? Do you ever, yeah, how, so how do you, yeah. How do you feel when you have the opposite? Um, when there's something that you need to name, whether it's a character or an item or a process in your book that you need to describe and you have to hunt for the perfect name. What is that? Oh, it's so fun. It's just yeah. fun in a different kind of way. Yeah, but it's still fun. Um, so I had this with the drum hunts in the Sisters of Stray Garden Place. They had a bunch of different names. Um, like I think I I was toying with having them have more English sounding names, like Dream Dog, or um, I think the one was like, yeah, like again, it's just like playing with sound. It's just like okay, they're they're these little dogs and they're black. They have black eyes, they have black fur, they even have black tongues. They sleep inside people's minds so that insomniacs can sleep. Like, what would those creatures be called? And I just start putting different elements together, like night. Okay, so it's a night dog or a night hound or a night pup or a... And then I start playing with the sounds because sometimes also in in um, in language, it it the meaning was obvious like a thousand years ago, but now it just sounds like nonsense. So it like... Like if you take drum, like, um, yeah, like night pup. And then I'll start being like, oh, what if it's pup night? Or what if it's pipnit? Or what if it's pipnit? You know, I just start like playing with, with sounds. And um, yeah, it's just a lot of like looking through dictionaries and writing long lists of, of words that sound good and look good. Um, it's probably more, I'm probably more of a sound uh, focused writer than a like visually like the shape of the word um, but it is pleasing when the shape of a word seems to also just fit into pa place like a key and a lock um, so yeah I do a lot of that because oftentimes also even with characters names like their first names I have to figure out what they are so I have different drafts where the characters have different names it's almost like I'm trying on like oh try this jacket on does that one suit you and you kind of step back and you're like hmm Nah, it just doesn't feel right. Like your name's not Margaret. Um, try Hillary. I don't, I don't know, like try a different name. And then, and it goes on and on and on like that um, until I feel that key in the lock feeling of like, click. Okay. That's the name. Yeah. And I feel like something that your books do with language so well, and it's such a, there's such great examples of this. Um, is show how language creates the story and the texture and the, the prose and really creates the book. Because if you were to, like, you could absolutely call drum huns night dogs or night pups, and you could absolutely have your main characters be named Margaret and Hillary and Mary and Brittany or whatever. And the books would still be, <laughs> incredible and so it's so good but the added layer of paying attention to the words that you're choosing adds that special something that really mm -hmm. takes it to the next level so what function um does language have in books in general but in your books like as a craft component Mm. I don't mean like, what do they do? Like world building? Cause you've already answered that, but just like, why, how important is prose as a, a, a craft point in your books? Mm. Well, to me, it's really important. It's like the, 
it's the whole thing. Um, and that's partly just a personal thing that I get a bit bored when the language isn't doing something interesting in itself. Um, so like the content has to be interesting. Like I like, I, I need a good story and I need something to be like fascinating to me or interesting to me or for there to be, to be working towards like a big secret or a big reveal or something. I like that feeling, but I also want the form to be doing something interesting. Um, so yeah, I just, I think, I don't know. I think that's just what I get energy from. I think other people, other writers might get energy almost from making the language kind of invisible, which is a different kind of making the prose like really vivid and, and wonderful. It's almost for, to have the prose be so straightforward that you almost don't notice that you're reading and you just sink into this world. And I really admire that in other people. I really admire that in, in I really admire writers who can write just really like straightforward first person voices like someone's it sounds like someone's just sitting in a coffee shop telling you what happened to them and you're gripped by it I think that's incredibly difficult to do but I also think I'm just not that kind of writer and there are lots of things that I admire in other writers that I can't do um and I I guess I kind of believe that each writer has their own kind of unique point of view and that doesn't mean that you tell the same story over and over or that you write the same book over and over. It just means that there's you have certain skills, you have a certain kind of personality, you see the world in a certain way, and you also have weaknesses and you have shortcomings. And all of those things make you the beautiful writer that you are. Um, so yeah, so that's just a long-winded way of saying I care about language. It gives me energy, it excites me. And if I don't have something if I can't hear it, and if it doesn't sound interesting to me, then I struggle to write. Um, I've actually struggled with that the whole year because I've been writing a lot, but I haven't really had that moment where I've heard something really clearly in my brain. I think I might be having it now with it, something I'm working on now. But before that, I was just writing a lot of interesting ideas. Again, like cool characters, interesting plots, and interesting settings. But nothing had that like spark, like that feeling when you make a fire and it's like it's it's the fire has been lit and it's actually burning instead of you sitting there like trying so hard to like get something to to light on fire um yeah so I don't know I to me writing is so often like a mysterious magical thing um but yeah the language is very often most times my entryway into something that makes sense to me and something that is going to energize me and have a because good writing has a kind of presence it has a kind of voice it is its own voice and for me the only way I can get there is through language and the other thing that's really interesting I once heard this writer say that when you're writing you're kind of building with little blocks and you can think of each word and this is more of a visual way of thinking of it but thinking of each word as a little brick building a wall and a page is kind of like a wall or some kind of structure. And that's also really just like an interesting crafty way of thinking about writing that makes it less intellectual and less like just about your mind and less, um, I guess it just makes it more grounded and gives it this beautiful texture. And I, I just love, and I've always loved, you know, since I was a baby, I've loved just the, the look of, words on paper and the white space around them and there's just something so entrancing about that 
And to me, that is the difference between a book and watching a movie. It's like that texture of the language. So yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. It totally did. It totally did. Well, do you ever have, what do you do if you have the opposite, um, like kind of what you've been going through this year where you've been writing a lot and you haven't really heard the language or the, the, um, the music of something, is there a way to go back and infuse that in later Hmm. for you? I don't, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Cause I mean, today I was even looking at a draft of something that I started and gave up on. And I was like, maybe there's something there. And I was reading it and I I had this experience of like, yeah, cool. I like, I like what's going on in the story, but there's nothing happening in these sentences. They are, they almost feel kind of dead or like maybe not dead, but like they're asleep and they haven't woken up yet. And I think the only way, so if I, if I were to um, reapproach that story, I would throw out what I have because I have the world and the ideas and the plot and everything still in my head. And I would try to write it again um, with new sentences and hope that something alive is in them. But also I think, I think a big part of it is actually just waiting for it to come because I think that a big part of why I've had this experience this year is just because I'm tired and a bit burnt out and a bit empty. And I think that I have to learn to be gentle with myself when I don't have the words or when I can't hear the voice of something and just do other things. Um, Do things that get me out of the house, exercise, do wordless things, um, you know, and wait for the, for the, until I can hear it, you know, and it's not the same as just saying like, oh, I'm just going to wait till I'm inspired because you're actively waiting, <laughs> you know, but I, I, yeah, I think I need more, probably just need to build, build in more rest and recuperation into my process. Cause I think that's when I stop hearing it is when I'm just too tired or empty. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to story of the book if you like this episode please share it with a friend or give us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts until next time stay safe and keep writing bye, bye. <laughs>